with Crew Hustle Thursdays. Hashtag THC. That's hashtag THC. D. You want more open mics? Fridays, 6 to 8. Happy hour with guest host and George D. Smith. Pew, pew, pew. Four open mics every week at Mutiny Radio, brother. work and take a seat at Asiento, a great place to meet friends, have delicious tapas and drinks, and relax with your neighbors. Located at Bryant and 21st Street in the Deep Mission, Kitty Corner Block from Mutiny Radio. Come and get a drink during the comedy festival and enjoy happy hour pricing all night long with your festival ticket. A great neighborhood bar. Come take a seat at Asiento. The Roxy Theater is San Francisco's favorite nonprofit art house cinema, bringing you the best, coolest, weirdest, most thought provoking movies of the past, present, and future. Hands down, there is no better way to get your film fix than at this legendary historic theater. Visit www.roxy.com. That's www.roxie.com today for showtimes and tickets.
gracias de amor Nuestras almas se acercaron Tanto así que yo guardo tu sabor Como tú llevas también sabor a mí Si negaras mi presencia en tu vivir Bastaría con abrazarte y conversar Tanta vida yo te di que por fuerzas llevarás sabor a mí No pretendo ser tu dueño No soy nada, yo no tengo vanidad en mi vida Pasarán más de mil años Muchos más Yo no sé si tengamos La eternidad Pero allá tal como aquí Y en la boca Llevarás Sabor a mí fortune this past week to spend several days in Mexico, specifically in San Juan del Cabo, the southernmost point now on the, uh, on the coast of Baja California. Um, and there is definitely a boomtown going on there. Everywhere you go, 
there's a new building tearing up old things, putting on putting up new facades, setting up businesses, people selling timeshares, people selling what's happened is they take this buy up a bunch of land in Baja California and the companies cut it down to size, you know, first to a part of a huge holding and then smaller, smaller parts of that till you finally get down to an apartment for part of the year. Well, that's what's selling. That's what's selling now. <clears throat> People in Mexico are selling that that land and selling that country it's for sale just like the United States is for sale we get upset that uh, jobs are going overseas and companies are moving to different places but who's selling it see we talk about oh China's buying this other places are buying us up but who's selling it the question is who's selling it so America like uh, Mexico is for sale and at the moment in Cabo San Lucas area in the Cabo San Lucas area it's a boom town the streets are crowded there's business of every conceivable way going on <clears throat> at every level uh, so had a wonderful few days with uh, Sylvia down there so that was Sabor a Mi, that most Chicano of songs by Los Lobos. And before that, to lead you in, we had uh, the Last Poets, a group that I remember well from the 60s and 70s with their poem that's apropos now as much as it was or more before, more than it was. The White Man's Got a God and now we've got a white man president who truly has a God complex and is not afraid of threatening to use it. And to lead it off, back to basics. Uh, Muddy Waters, Bo Diddley, Howlin' Wolf, probably the world's greatest blues band ever. <laughs> Singing, ooh baby, I love you. Before that, I think we had a piece of uh, a piece of Fleetwood Mac. Anyway, this is this is the B, and this is the show called Labor and Love, where we tell you how it is, where it's at, and how it is. We let you know that if you're uh, not on the contract, not at the negotiating table, at the place where you work you're probably on the menu. We remind you, if one person gets a dollar they didn't work for, another person worked for a dollar they didn't get. And we remind you this is labor and love where the rubber meets the road, where the labor meets the road. And never but never let anyone into your heart who is not a friend of labor. Good morning, mutineers. I had the good fortune to work the door last night at the Mutiny 
radio comedy festival and there was a lot a lot of good energy in this place last night the place was filled with comedians with audience uh, with programmers from mutiny uh, and there was talk going on and very very happy time was had by all come on down if you want to uh, get involved in a scene like that where people are um, working on their routines and others are listening to them and there's a free back and forth going on criticism self-criticism ideas this is where it's happening mutiny radio come on down tonight see what's happening here tonight live music backing Ben Quick, Levi Manis, Jeremiah Coughlin, Jess Everett, and Connor McGrath. Come on down at 7. It's Cats, Cats, Cats. I guess cat people get up there and make... Try to justify themselves. <laughs> at 8 p.m. it's I'm Not White. Only non-white comedians allowed. So come on down from 6 to 8 tonight. Well, more like 6 to 10, I think, uh, tonight. Come on down to Mutiny Radio. Well, like I say, we skipped a week last week. I was out of town. And let's get to some labor news. Of course, the thing that's sort of that's overlooking all the discussion now is Janice. But let's start out with some brave West Virginia teachers. This is on the Vox website. All of West Virginia's teachers have been on strike for over a week. They struck a deal with the governor. They want assurances from the legislature too. So these teachers have been out, of, out on strike for a week in a situation where it's illegal for teachers to strike in West Virginia, but they're doing it anyway. Stephen Payne, West Virginia Superintendent of Schools in a statement ahead of the strike, said he fully recognizes and supports the work of teachers and that they deserve more. Economic realities of our state may not allow everything teachers deserve to take place immediately. He also pointed out that work stoppages by public employees are not lawful in West Virginia. State Attorney General Patrick Morrissey said the strike was illegal. Teachers have gone on strike anyway. West Virginia's 680 public schools employ 19,488 teachers to serve 277,000 students. All 55 counties in West Virginia have closed schools for more than a week. In 2016, the average salary for West Virginia teachers ranked 48th in the country. Education Association. 
public unions are under an increasingly heavy threat, West Virginia teachers have shown why they matter and what they can do. The Supreme Court this week heard arguments in a case, Janus versus AFSCME Council 31, on whether employees can be required to pay dues get into Janice in a minute. According to the New York Times, West Virginia's teachers were initially considering a rolling strike in which teachers in a few counties could walk out each day. Donnie Ellis, the husband of English teacher Robin Ellis, said he told his wife that if they wanted a change, they'd really have to go for it. It's got to be all in or nothing. So that's the news about the West Virginia teachers strike. And what happened was they were granted a raise by the uh, superintendent of schools, the office of the, the state superintendent of schools. But it needs to be ratified, aha, by the state legislature. Now, one house of the state legislature, the House of Representatives, voted for it supports teachers uh, but the Senate is another issue okay so let's keep our eye on that this is somehow strange that it coincides with the case of uh, Janice let's, let's get to Janice Janice is uh, if petitioner in Janice wins um, that would set the precedent that unions cannot collect what's called um, agency fee and what that is is okay so if you're in a union but you don't agree with the union leadership and a lot of the policies then you can opt to play, pay less dues just pay that share of your dues that uh, goes for uh, political organizing and uh, salary negotiations, not the part that goes to the uh, political arm of the union. So this, this right was upheld in Abood. The case is called Abood several years ago. That okay, if you're in a union, if you're in a unionized workplace, but you're not a union member, you don't have to pay a full dues. But you do have to pay the part that goes if, for example, the union has to represent you in court. So those things are, are covered by, you know. Now what, what this one, what Janice is saying, well, I don't have to pay anything. I don't agree with the union. I don't have to pay anything. Okay, you don't agree with the union. That's fine. But why should you get a free ride? What if you get into a struggle with your principal and the union has to represent you? Why should that be free for you and cost other members something? So... That case is going to be heard now by the uh, Supreme Court, and everyone expects that it will be uh, the 
case will win and unions will be unable to collect any, even a portion of dues from non-members who they're forced to represent. The attorney whose arguments were heard in the Supreme Court yesterday, a decade after his death, a man named Sylvester Petro, conceived the argument on which the case turned, that is, that negotiations between unions and uh, the public sector are political. So the union is gauge, engaging in political uh, organizing or negotiating. So their work is political. That means that some people might not agree with it. Okay, Abood was, Abood was a unanimous decision, by the way. So we'll see if the court's going to turn that over. Everyone expects that Trump's appointee, Gorsuch, will uh, vote with the four conservatives against the four more left or pro-union people. Petro's union zeal was doubled in the 1960s when President John F. Kennedy imported key principles of the Wagner Act into the public, public sector. Public sector bargaining spread. Petro warned unions would soon dominate government, which would force Americans to take to the hills and the fields and the caves once more. Sure. Uh, what he meant by that. Anyway, the Abood court ruled that government workers could not be required to become union members or pay per unions electoral, electoral work if approved without dissent. Unions' collection of mandatory agent fees to defray the cost of their representational activities. Okay, so we're watching that because the arguments just began last week. The point of this campaign, of course, is not to get some rights for workers. Okay, these people don't care about workers. They want to isolate workers, is what they're saying. So they want you to go up to your employer there, to have to, with your hat in your hand, begging sort of at the mercy of these people who are interested in making a buck and don't care anything about you. Um, they're attacking the idea of unions. They want unions to be effectively illegal. So everywhere you see that, you got to struggle against it. Okay? I read a nice thing about uh, on a an anti-union website. They sort of have this weekly, monthly thing about uh, union corruption. And they've uncovered some cases where union officials made off with money or ex uh, embezzled money from the accounts they're supposed to be managing. And at one point it said $488,000 
was taken and several hundred thousand dollars taken in this other case and $265,000 disappeared. And this raises a legitimate concern, of course. No one who's trusted by members of any organization should be making off with the money or using the money to their own ends. So these are these are bad actions. These need to be prevented and stopped. I wonder if the person, this website, were so concerned about the four billion dollars, four billion now that Wells Fargo workers under the lash of of their managers were creating bank accounts for people who didn't even know they were getting bank accounts and then they were making charges based on the fact of the bank accounts inactivity or lack of payment right so how am I going to pay an account I don't know if if I have it or not anyway Four billion there. Uh, Mr. Diamond was recently, I'm talking about the last year or so, uh, <clears throat> in Congress testifying that his company had lost six billion dollars. They didn't know where it was. We just lost it. Mr. Diamond that year made more money than he had the year before. Here's a bank president who can lose $6 billion and get a raise. Oh, then we have the, the Congressional Bub Budget Office estimated that the military had lost a trillion dollars. A trillion dollars. I wonder if they are, these anti-union websites are so concerned about those issues and what they expect to do about that. In one day, when one, the day when en Enron's real worth became known, as opposed to what it had been reporting, the state teacher's retirement system lost half a billion dollars. They were so well invested into Enron. At any rate, we certainly should be concerned about uh, union, union corruption. All right, let's get on here. Remembering our brothers and sisters in uh, Alabama.
sitting there jacking by you in my face. I guess I'm gonna have to put you in your place. You know, if silence was golden, you couldn't raise a dime. Because your mind is on vacation and your mouth is working overtime. You quoting figures and dropping names. You telling stories about the days. You over laughing when things ain't funny. You trying to sound like the big money. You know if talk was criminal. You'd lead a life of crime Because your mind is on vacation And your mouth is working overtime Short talk is cheap. Don't be making promises that you can't keep. You don't like this little song I'm singing, just grinning bad. All I can say is if the shoe fits and wear it, and you must keep talking, please try to make it rhyme. Because your man is on vacation and your mouth is working. Sunny days and we only play sometimes When everybody's sleeping 
I open my window, jump to the streets and get the creep And I can live or die, hope I get some money for I'm gone I'm only 19, I'm trying to hustle on my own On this block where everybody and they pops trying to slang rocks Rather go to college, but this is where the game stops Don't get it wrong, cause it's all its own From dust to dawn, you can buy rocks, clocks over heron bone You can ask my man, he's a mom Keep my nine all the time, this is how we grind Meet up at the cemetery, then get smoked out Pass the weed, nigga now Hennessy will get the up Everywhere I go, niggas holla at me Keep it real, G And my reply till they kill me Act up if you feel me I was born not to make it, but I did The tribulations of a ghetto kid still I rise 96 big bodies sitting on chrome Still I rise 96 big bodies sitting on chrome I stay sharp as always Running your bricks with blicks Through your project hallways Dumping crews like twos Nigga, all day secrets of war Prepare me for the worst A life that's lavish Full of cabbage Or a life that's in the hurts But now my dreams It seems though These places triple beams And things bro Time and piggy ring Got the loop popping out my jeans Dynamically this dude Will twist your shit ceramically Able to write a fatal verse With no profanity It's on for algae Nico storm and nasty Milk I put a hole in your crew Trying to pass me With no remorse You get blasted full force A Nike endorsement Doing shootings on the horse Worldwide supremacy Y'all y'all Remember me, hung over from Hennessy with a menacing tendency. Police be clocking me, so I be dipping, slipping sloppily. Sipping vodka, being ditching clips on private property. When five will be coming, niggas be running for their life and freedom. The type to beat them, hitting gates and breaking, trying to lead them to pit terriers. My clear getting scarier. They nines, they shoot them in secluded areas to bury it, not me. I burn them off the dicks, they in scot free. Totaz harass my ass and try to have the ass locked. My nigga fell, giving the whole essence county trigger hell. Running the fucking block and ducking cops. Trying to get up in 96, my glass, my plastic passion for blasting bastards No faces for open caskets, peeling your cat backwards Your cowards ain't prepared for pistol practice I send my missiles through your mattress Leaving holes in your body like a cactus Why me and my crew be bopping more greens the topic And loot to keep the seams in my motherfucking jeans popping Leaving your spleen to pick up Half of you niggas is softer than a snicker Let's go to war and see you grow quicker And still I rise, and still I rise no chrome
five foot two and he's six feet four. He fights with missiles and with spears. He's all of thirty-one and he's only seventeen. He's been a soldier for a thousand years. He's a Catholic, a Hindu, an atheist, a Jain, a Buddhist, and a Baptist, and a Jew. And he knows he shouldn't kill, and he knows he always will kill you for me, my friend, and me for you. And he's fighting for Canada, he's fighting for France, he's fighting for the USA. And he's fighting for the Russians, and he's fighting for Japan, and he thinks we'll put an end to war this way. And he's fighting for democracy, he's fighting for the Reds, he says it's for the peace of all. He's the one who must decide who's to live and who's to die, and he never sees the writing on the wall. But without him, how would Hitler have condemned him at Dachau? Without him, all this killing had to go on. He's the universal soldier, and he really is to blame. His orders come from far away no more. They come from him and you and me. And brothers, can't you see? This is not the way we put an end. That set was uh, briefly interrupted <clears throat> by a little problem here with our board. But uh, we heard Buffy St. Marie with her rousing version of Universal Soldier. <clears throat> Definitely one of the major rallying songs for the anti-war movement at that time and for the resistance movement here today. These are songs we have to remember. We have to remember that we have. They're part of our heritage. And then before that, Tupac Shakur with Still I Rise. Um, a definite statement by a young man who was very much in touch with uh, what was going on in his neighborhood or what he called his neighborhood and his own humanity. This is the, the great struggle, I think, of people who are raised as Tupac was raised uh, to maintain their humanity. And uh, Tupac did. Your Mind is on Vacation came before that. Mose Allison with a message for our president. And the Alabama song uh, by uh, Kurt Weill and Bertolt Brecht. I want to remember the decent people in Alabama. I wrote that when Trump became president and unleashed his movement on our nation, uh, 
which was already there waiting to be unleashed, by the way. <laughs> um, when Trump unleashed, you know, that whole movement, we were going to find out how decent we were. It was going to be about decency. And the people of Alabama, now that you look back on it, gave us a lesson in decency. We were all thinking, oh, well, the white people in Alabama are going to vote for Roy Moore no matter what. Well, it turned out they didn't. They didn't vote against him, but what they did was stay home. They were too decent to vote for a man whose past included such sordid details, even if uh, only some of them were true. Uh, the man does not deserve to be a leader. <coughs> uh, a judge? Come on. Judge Roy Moore, that's what they called him. Okay, now let's listen to our radio labor feature. This is labor news from all over the world. When we realize we're really not alone, we're never alone unless we're not trying to organize. Radio labor. This is Solidarity News on Radio Labor. This is a Radio Labor World Report recorded on Friday, March 2nd, 2018. I'm Mark Belanger. In the report this week, tens of thousands of academic staff in the UK continue their strikes for decent pensions. How unions are fighting a for-profit education corporation in Africa. The court case to defund public sector unions in the United States. The Labor Start report about union events around the world and the picket line song. This is Radio Labor. In the United Kingdom, academic staff at 64 universities, including Oxford and Cambridge, are striking over 14 days to protect their pensions. More than a million students are being affected by the strike. The universities are demanding that the lecturers agree to a change in their pension plans which could drastically cut payouts. Here are some of the people walking the picket lines. So we're on strike today because um, the employers at the universities want to end a fundamentally important part of our pensions, which we've, we've always known that if we put a certain amount into our pensions, we know we're going to get something guaranteed at the end. They want to get rid of that, they want to basically say, you put money in, it goes on the stock markets, it's on stocks and shares, and what you get out at the end is totally dependent on that. I mean, to me, at a time when you've got vice-chancellors getting you know, sort of hundreds of thousands of pounds in remuneration, what this is, is just a way of cutting what you're giving to the ordinary staff so that you can raise profits for people at the top. We do feel an obligation to our students and uh, as a result of that uh, we're striking very reluctantly uh, with a heavy heart but we also feel very angry about the fact that we're uh, stand to lose so much over a pension. Many of the people behind me are young lecturers who are just starting out their careers and their prospects are even more dire than someone like me who's been in the profession for about 20 years. When universities generally 
seems to me to be generating much more money than they have done in the past. They're taking a lot more students on, they're paying a lot more fees, yet the people that are at the front line of coping with that situation and making sure those students get a good education are not really being supported. So the senior managers are tending to put money into big projects and also pay themselves more than they probably should sometimes. The real people who are losing out here are the people on strike. They're losing like 14 days of wages and potentially like just a huge chunk of their pensions. It's not about the students, it's about the workers. In the United States, the Supreme Court has started to hear a case which could result in the defunding of public employee and teacher unions. The central issue is focused on so-called fair share fees. These are fees levied on workers in a unionized workplace who have opted to not join the union, but still benefit from the union bargaining on their behalf. The case is named Janus versus the American Federation of State, County, and Municipal Employees, AFSCME. Mark Janus, an employee of the state of Illinois, was picked by a collection of right-wing organizations to front the attack on unions. Thousands of workers around the country held pro-union demonstrations on Saturday, February 24th. Liz Schuller, the secretary-treasurer of the AFL-CIO, spoke to a rally in Washington. The AFL-CIO is the largest labor federation in the United States. Now, Mark Janice and his corporate backers want to make life harder for those who have chosen public service. And I think if Mr. Janice doesn't like the pay and the benefits and the rights that he has negotiated by his union, then why doesn't he try working in a non-union workplace and leave us alone? But no matter, no matter what he and his corporate friends do, we, we have the power to make this Janus case irrelevant. What do I mean by that? Well, if we unleash a whole national campaign like we're doing today to demonstrate the value of unions throughout the labor movement, if we show that the labor movement is the best way to make change, the best way to bring people together for a voice, and we make ourselves essential to everyone's lives, they're going to want to join unions Woo! and Janus will be irrelevant. A corporation funded by Bill Gates and Facebook's Mark Zuckerberg is refusing a government order to shut its schools in Uganda. Seamarie Ainsborough reports. A private education corporation is continuing to provide below-standard schooling for students in Uganda, despite being told to improve its practices or close its operations in the country. Bridge International Academies was told by the Ugandan government and a court order that unless it respected established national standards, it would not be allowed to operate. The corporation has defied the orders and is continuing to operate its schools in Uganda. The national standards Bridge is refusing to respect involve infrastructure, curriculum, and teacher qualifications. Bridge's actions are being opposed by the Uganda National Union of Teachers. The UNUT is being supported by Education International the organization which represents teachers and other education workers at the world level. Juliet Wajega is the Deputy General Secretary of the UNUT, the Uganda National Union of Teachers. We appreciate the support of Education International in the fight for all our children to have a free quality education, an education where we have qualified teachers, where the classrooms are of quality, and we hope 
that the government of Uganda will keep to its promise of having the schools that meet the basic minimum requirements and standards operating. And we hope the big schools are able to meet these standards before they can lead to operate in our country. Bridge International is being funded substantially by Facebook's Mark Zuckerberg and Bill Gates of Microsoft. Mary Jacinta Ekima is the UNUT's National Secretary for Women's Affairs. She explains the reasons why Bridge International schools are unfit to deliver quality education in Uganda. Bridge International schools towards Ugandans have come to do more harm than good, especially on, on uh, our young ones. Even the curriculum they use is not the proper curriculum. Sanitation, actually that is violating children's rights by not providing them with the right sanitation facilities. So we feel that all of us should come in to fight, especially where minimum standards that we require in Uganda are not met. I appreciate what Education International is doing, the moral support, the fiscal support, and I really request that you continue supporting us and fight against our children going for inequality education. Bridge International began its operations in Kenya, where the unions have also objected to its low education standards. Just recently, a court in Kenya ruled that comments made against the company by the leader of the Kenyan Teachers Union were not defamatory. The judge said the union had backed up its assertions with facts. In addition to Uganda and Kenya, Bridge International operates schools in Nigeria, Liberia and India. Angelo Gavrilatos is the Anti-Privatization Projects Director of Education International. Bridge International Academies is one of the more aggressive actors in the space of for-profit private education in the world. They uh, receive support from significant actors, not least of which is the World Bank, the global edu-business Pearson, and billionaires such as Facebook's uh, Zuckerberg and Bill Gates. So they receive some considerable support from significant institutions and individuals globally. Their business plan, their business model, if you like, is predicated upon the employment of unqualified staff in the main high school graduate they teach a highly scripted curriculum which is read in some instances word for word by their teaching staff and uh, their curriculum is not is generally not approved by the authorities and they deliver this in very very poor facilities so it's a business plan aimed at, at maximizing profit whilst undermining the right of every child to, to quality education the curriculum delivered, uh, developed and delivered is not approved by the curriculum authorities, the educational authorities of those countries. What we have in this instance and in other instances, uh, apart from curriculum, for example, their employment practices, what we have is repeated and willful neglect of the various legislative requirements of countries. Now here with his report about union events around the world is Labour Start correspondent Derek Blackadder. Here's a small sample of the average of 230 news stories added to our site each day last week. Our top stories section included links to coverage of the preparations for a national public sector strike in Denmark, the imprisonment of a Yemeni journalist union activist, and the news that 35 of 36 Nigerian state governments have been unable to pay public sector wages. We had news of uh, strikes and lockouts in dozens of countries. Here are just a few highlights. This was a big week for university disputes around the world. 
Finnish professors struck for the very first time ever. They escalated their wage dispute as Kenyan lecturers walked out in an effort to obtain the implementation of an existing wage agreement. American graduate students employed as university teaching staff walked out for a day to demand a resumption of contract talks. University administration staff in South Africa ended a seven-week-long strike with government mediation of their dispute, and faculty at 61 universities in the United Kingdom struck in a dispute over pensions. Oil refinery workers in Colombia downed tools to protest a failure to pay penalty rates for work performed on Sundays. Healthcare facilities in Pakistan were closed for all but emergencies as workers protested against privatization. Public transport workers in Hong Kong parked their buses for a day and won recognition for their union. Police fired on picketing South African municipal workers who were off the job to demand payment of unpaid wages. And childcare workers in the USA picketed for a day in an effort to win a living wage. Our top working women's stories included coverage of the release of a new analysis of the long-term effects of pay equity legislation in Canada, partial compensation for the thousands of women garment workers in Cambodia owed wages by their employers, and the planning for a general strike by Spanish women on International Women's Day. The Health and Safety Newswire we run in cooperation with Hazards Magazine carried stories to hundreds of union websites around the world about the demands made by American sex workers for laws protecting them from workplace violence, union reaction to the kidnapping of Nigerian healthcare workers by fundamentalist terrorists, and the rising accident rate amongst Australian truckers as the pressure to drive longer hours continues. Currently, Labor Start is running three online actions. Take just a few seconds out of your day and join thousands of trade unionists around the world in helping workers make their lives better, or even help save those lives. This is Derek Blackadder from Labor Start, reporting for Radio Labor. Sing It Out, the picket line song by Evan Greer.
my mother used to say We're fighting for a better world, not just for better pay And if we stick together, then we'll win this fight in time As long as we don't walk across each other's picket lines Everybody, I would never walk across a picket line And that's it. International labor news you can use. I'm Mark Boulanger. Thank you for listening. And remember, it's all about global solidarity. Lenny Bruce's take on uh, Billy Graham and other uh, big business preachers. Here, here's his take on how the law how the law got started. The law and order. Yeah. The law is like a grocery store. That's where it's at. Yeah. I want protection of law number sixty three under order twenty two. That's, yeah, that's it. That was we all start. And we have a community. Okay, let's see. Uh, we'll have some rules, solid. Okay. We'll have law. We got to have some law. All right. What's the law we got to have? Okay. We'll sleep in area A. That cool? Okay. All right. That's a law. We'll eat in area B. Good. That's a law. Okay. Eat in area C. Good. All right. No. Well, sleep, eat, crap in area C. All right. A, B, C, eat, sleep, crap. 
All agreed? All agreed. Okay, that's the law, don't forget it. All right, eat, sleep, and crap. We all agree on it. Right. Now we go to sleep. Guy wakes up with a face full of crap. Pow! Say, <laughs> hey, what's the deal? Am I eating in the wrong place or crapping in where I'm sleeping or what is it? A, is this A over here? I got a face full of crap. So I don't know, we all voted on it and agreed to crap here and... Uh, well, wait a minute, that's... Uh, you know what we did, it's... What we did, we had a constitution, that's it, that's, that's the rule we are. We have to have something to enforce it, that's it. Hey, yeah, that's it. We got to. We have to have a remedy. If anybody craps on you, we have to have to wipe it off. Of course. That's it. All right. This is it. The remedy. Okay. If anybody throws any crap on us while we're sleeping or eating, they get thrown in the crap house. That's a remedy that'll keep the crap off us. Okay. All agreed. Guy goes. Well, everybody gets thrown in the crap house. Yeah. But what if it's an exception? Suppose it's a poor old lady and uh, she couldn't make it to the crap house. And uh, what the hell has that got to do with it? It's old ladies. Uh, well, oh, you don't understand. This isn't to do with old ladies. This is to keep crap off us. And this, I didn't tell you about no punishment. That's, that's enough for the court to listen to it. You think those, the old lady, if she's got an excuse for crapping, then she don't pay the penalty. But at least she's got an answer for the crapping. Yeah? All right, okay, sorry. Now they go to sleep, everybody's happy again. Guy wakes up, face full of crap, pow! But he wakes up, he sees he's all alone. And he looks and everybody else is having a big party and singing with candles and what's the deal? So we had a rule, I'm sleeping in a face full of crap. It's, oh, it's a religious holiday. <laughs> what? So, yeah, it's a holiday, it's religious. Oh, it's bullshit. I'm separating the church and the state right now. Pow! <laughs> There's the law law and the church law will be there. But the, our law will be the supreme law. Nothing controverts that, all right? So, okay. Now they're going along very cool. Now, uh, now guys starts to get bugged because they took turns, see, throwing people in the crap house. Now, it, was, it wasn't a regular thing, like it was a small tribe on weekends. The guy said, okay, you, you got the crap house duty uh, this weekend, you know, anybody throw them in the crap house, okay. Now they have a meeting. Guys said, look, I'm having a little problem here. Now, a lot of you guys, who get the duty, you come from the outlands there, you work on the farms. When you throw these people in the crap house, you never see them again. But I gotta sell cars to some of these assholes. <laughs> now, when I got the duty and a guy throws crap out of sleep and I throw him in a crap house, when I go to sell him a car, he goes, fuck you. <laughs> you threw me in a crap house. I said, I didn't throw you in a crap house, I'm doing a job. Are you, are you kidding with that? So you don't wanna hear that shit. Keep saying, that I threw him in a crap house and I can't sell him a car. So no matter what I tell him, it don't work. So we gotta get somebody else to throw him in a crap house but me. So let's get somebody, we'll, we'll have a, somebody who enforce the law and that'll just be a department to do that. All right, let's get, sorry, now they start to interview guys. All right, look, here's the job, fellas. 
we want to get some sleep, that's number one. Now, we find out without any law, we crap on each other. The only thing to save us from each other is law. So, we got to get somebody to enforce it, and we want somebody to throw these people in the crap house and they throw crap house, right? That's that easy. But look, don't do it in front of me. Now, here's a stick and a gun and you do it. But if I happen to be around, see, and you're gonna throw in the crap house, you throw in the crap house, but I'll have to give you some bullshit like, you know, boy, oh boy, Gestapo. <laughs> but it takes a certain kind of mentality to do that work, right? So, Boy, anybody want to do that to somebody, you know? But you just throw them right in a shit house, you know? <laughs> and I'll be in the back room, I'll be watching through the Venetian blinds there, you know? <laughs> okay, that's cool. Okay, now you get a few more rules, you know, it gets a little more complex. Another rule, another rule, another rule. Now you got like about, you know, maybe 1,200 laws. Okay, now you get demonstration, right? Now there's 10,000 people wailing their ass off. Okay, now it goes like, law so-and-so and so. Nobody, uh, nobody in public streets, blah, blah, blah. Nobody in the post office steps. Solid, uh, okay. Garbage patrol comes out. Okay, nobody in the post office steps. Get out of here, bap, 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 bap. Okay, now, now you got people just wear sticks and stones. Then you got a cop there, who's 23 years old. He's got a short sleeve shirt on, a stick in his hand. People don't get stopped with him. He's got stopped you asshole, I'm the mailman. <laughs> what do you want from me? Lenny Bruce's idea about the creation of laws at its base, not far wrong, I don't think. Let's see. I'm going to play some Leela Downs. Well, I came back to the U.S. this week, and uh, this is how Chuck Berry would have written it.
Hace unos días iba yo con mi familia, los tres chiquillos y mi esposa a lavar. Confiscation of people that's going on in our midst. Ripped away from their si la agarran usted ya sabe qué hacer Tenemos derecho de mantener silencio Tenemos derecho de hablarle a un abogado No tenemos que firmar un documento Porque seguro es para la deportación Si vi a la migra ojeando por la calle Siga adelante como si no existiera Porque aunque buscan a quien se ve latino Persiguen a quien empiece a correr Póngase trucha, tenemos el derecho De andar sin ninguna identificación Sea cordial y no de información Que la tranquilidad puede ser su salvación No tenemos que mostrar ningún papel Decirle nada a nadie, menos a la migra, menos a la migra. Y si la agarran, usted ya sabe qué hacer. Tenemos derecho de mantener silencio, tenemos derecho de hablarle a un abogado. No tenemos que firmar ni un documento, porque seguro es para la deportación. Ay, 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 lucha raza. Tenemos mucho más derecho del que nos damos cuenta Ahora le hágalo valer, usted también paga impuestos, sobres Es cierto que es muy bonita la confianza Pero la migra de ella se aventaja Tratando de usar el miedo o la amistad Para así ver qué información le sacan Solo la unión sabemos que es la fuerza de nuestra tierra nunca nos van a sacar Tenemos mucho más poder del que pensamos Pronto nos educamos y cambiamos hoy la ley No tenemos que mostrar ningún papel No tenemos que decirle nada a nadie Menos a la migra, menos a la migra Y si la agarran usted ya sabe qué hacer Tenemos derecho de mantener silencio y hablarle a un abogado No tenemos que firmar ni un documento Porque seguro para la deportación That was uh, Francisco Herrera Local musician, local uh, political figure Um, he was thinking about running for mayor. He's run for supervisor and a first-rate musician. Um, let's play one more of his. This one is called A Mi No Me Crean. 
This is about the lies that are presented to us on TV as news. And he's saying, a mí no me creen. Don't take my word for it. I saw it on TV. Oh, ay. ¿Cómo la ven? Los primeros en morir en Irak, latinos. Pero que no nos quieren aquí, dice Chihuahua. ¿Cómo está la cosa? Vamos a ver. Dicen que los gringos son unos hombres muy valientes Por eso mandan latinos primerito para el frente Y los ricos se presentan como gente muy patriota Por eso la clase obrera está en Irak calzando botas Pero a mí no me crean lo que les digo Ahí tienen la tele como testigo, pero a mí no me crean lo que les digo. Ahí tienen la tele como testigo. Por allá andan presumiendo sus aviones invisibles, que sus bombas solo matan a soldados y a civiles. Ay, Chihuahua, ¿cómo está eso? También dicen que sus bombas no se han dirigido mal Han caído en edificios y uno que otro hospital Pero a mí no me crean lo que les digo Ahí tienen la tele como testigo Pero a mí no me crean lo que les digo Ahí tienen la tele como testigo Y cuentan que los Hussein son unos hombres muy matones Pero como van las cosas a Bush no le llegan ni a los talones Otros dicen que la ONU se opuso a la invasión No sabiendo esa señora que Bush era su patrón pero a mí no me crean lo que les digo Ahí tienen la tele como testigo Pero a mí no me crean lo que les digo Ahí tienen la tele como testigo Ay, ay, ay CNN, Fox News, Univision Todos dicen y dicen Y si lo dicen, por algo lo dicen Pero a la hora de la hora No sé ni lo que dicen Solo que otros dicen que esta guerra es ilegal Pero por nosotros ser gabachos Eso no se ve tan mal Soy jornalero, disque ilegal Pero qué suerte la mía Si me voy para Irak Bush me da ciudadanía en la tumba, en la tumba, ya con esta me despido de esta gran calamidad. Les deseo mucha suerte descubriendo la verdad. Pero a mí no me crean lo que les digo. Ahí tienen la tele como testigo. Pero a mí no me crean lo que les digo. Ahí tienen la tele. Como testigo la 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 Vámonos
Okay, Francisco Herrera there with a couple of his songs. Um, first, a very clever song about your rights, what you have to do if stopped by the migra. And again, I want to point out that there's this whole subculture of people who are undocumented and who could at any minute being be picked up under any circumstances, like you're taking your kid to school, you're going to the hospital, you're calling the police because you're being battered. They will check your immigrant status and ship you off. So Francisco Herrera is telling, what are, your, what are your choices, what are your rights when you're stopped by the migra? And the other one was... Tenemos, was that? Uh, oh, a mí no me crean. Don't believe, don't take my word for it. The TV says it's true, so it's got to be true. Linda Ronstadt before that, of course, with the Chuck Berry classic back in the USA, possibly talking about the ambiguous feelings he has about coming back... Uh, to the United States. And um, Lenny Bruce, with his take on the founding of civil society, probably went more or less like Lenny's saying. <laughs> All right, I wanted to play a part of Studs Terkel. Like, like a couple weeks ago, I started out playing a couple chapters of Stubbs Terkel a musical based on Studs Terkel's uh, book called Working, where he went around and actually interviewed and actually talked to people who uh, had worked all their lives, working people and what their jobs were. So we're going to hear a couple more of those, a couple more uh, parts of that in a minute. Be right back. work at 7.30 a.m. I leave at 5 p.m. In between my meetings, I answer messages, email, try to avoid my boss. One always has a boss. You have a boss. Your boss has a boss. There's politics the entire time. Sometimes you have a good boss, which I've had, and sometimes you have a Satan boss. Like the boss I have now, we sent out a notice that said, the Brotherhood of Cubicle Cuties would like to have a Christmas party. And I got called in and he said, you can't start a union here. <laughs> I'm just looking at him and going, you should be focusing on the fact that we haven't delivered any work for two months. I've been in a lot of different cubes. I've been in the high wall cubes, I've been in the half height cubes. At one place, they didn't have any cubes. 
There were just desks, eight of us, all at desks with little phone lines, little buttons that light up when you're on them. I'm going, oh, my career is really taking off. <laughs> I paper the walls of my cubicle with posters. I bring in flowers, brought in my favorite ceramic lamp. Oh, and these little things on top of my computer, we call them computer gods. <laughs> I guess I have more decorations than I thought, but I like getting fun things because it's kind of, you know, if you look at it without the decorations, it's kind of a drab-looking place, so things like glow-in-the-dark skeletons go a long way. <laughs> I can see the programmer in the cubicle next to me through the reflection in the window. At night, I can see her reflection and see what she's doing. Quite often, she's emailing jokes to her sister. <laughs> I also acquired a webcam. I set it up so it points behind me and I have this little window on my computer, which is the webcam picture. <laughs> and if somebody walks behind me, I can see them. One guy in the corner of my room talks very loudly on the phone, so I'm filled in on his personal life to a great extent. I hear him talking to this girl he loves, and his mom is giving him hell and things like that. Finally, I said, you know, I hear everything you're talking about. Now I hear pss, 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 pss in the corner on the phone. <laughs> I know something sensitive is going on. This industry is highly hit by mergers, which means significant layoffs. I've been through two of them. My mentality is quite different than the people who are 20 years older, the lifers. I have no sense of loyalty. <laughs> because I know they have a business to run and they will lay me off if it's prudent. I accept that. But for people 15 years senior, they've given their life here. For a few measly bucks, you're tossing us aside. I'm like, get over it. It's a different world. There's no loyalty anymore. <laughs> I don't perceive that anyone my age thinks they got hired here, they've got a job for life. What they feel is, all right, I'm gonna get as much money as I can from this company, then I'm gonna move and get more money. Jobs aren't big enough for people. When you ask most people who they are, they define themselves by their jobs. I'm a doctor, I'm a radio announcer, I'm a carpenter. If someone asks me, I say, I'm Amanda McKinney. At certain points in time, I do things for a living. <laughs> I'm a fella who likes to work. Some people enjoy tennis, I enjoy work. I enjoy being a leader. I enjoy being the guy everybody looks to. I like the responsibility of having thousands of people working for me. In our world of money, money management is the sexiest job there is. If I'm called a freebooter, a pirate, a robber baron, I take it as a compliment. Absolutely. Who developed America? The regulators, the SEC, or was it the Mellons, the Rockefellers? I mean, tell me what they did bad. Rockefeller shot down some workers in the Copperfields. He exploited them, absolutely, some say. And who benefited? There's still Standard Oil, isn't there? Mellons Bank is still around. Listen, how many national parks were preserved by these robber barons? These were the giants who built the cities, who built our country. Unless you have losers, you cannot have winners. Excuse me, Mr. Winship, you asked me to remind you we have a conference call coming in five minutes. Look, I'm gonna have to cut this short. I wanna get on the phones before the markets close overseas. 
Everybody works long hours these days. I believe kids work harder today than ever before. Kid wants to make it, he's got to be willing to work long hours. Then he's got to go to school nights, learn federal policy. See, you've got to know how to outsmart the regulators to make a profit. It's easy. Christ, if you can't outsmart one little government staff, you shouldn't come to work in the morning. <laughs> I should be their teacher. You know, I always wanted to teach, but they don't want a businessman. They only want people in the academic world who have a formalized and, I think, empty training. This is what I'd like to do when I get tired of all this. Get involved with young people. Pass along my knowledge, my experience, my values. <laughs> Good morning, Hernando. How are you? Good morning, Linda. I missed you. In your heart, you may have a dislike for a certain child, but you force yourself to say, Good morning, Manuel. How are you doing? My name is Rose Hoffman. I teach third grade. At 9.15, we start with arithmetic. I have tables fun on the board. Multiplication. You don't say tables. You say tables fun. Everything has to be fun, fun, fun. <laughs> then we have a penmanship lesson. There it is in my beautiful handwriting. I have a Palmer Method diploma. I tell my kids, Mrs. Hoffman's here. Everybody works. Working is a blessing. But I don't give them assignments over their head. I don't tell them the reason for things. I give them the rote method. This, of course, is very boring, very monotonous. But habit is a great thing for these children. They adore it. Habit, they love habit. I like to be sure my room is clean. The desks are well organized. I like uniformity. I love straight lines. <laughs> oh, the neighborhood is changing. And the type of child is changing. Now I have 32 in my class, about 23 Spanish. I have maybe two Appalachians. Oh, the little Appalachians. They never have the special attention these other children get. Their names aren't Spanish. My heart breaks for them. Oh, in the old days, you had 18 to 20 children who stayed in your class from the beginning bell to the very end. Today, the child comes in and leaves for computer lab, art therapy, teaching English as a second language. I'm shocked that English is the second language. When my parents came over, I didn't learn Jewish as a first language at the taxpayer's expense. <laughs> the Polish didn't learn Polish as a first language. Oh, yes, I have seen great changes since I began teaching in 1950. there from a, a musical based on Studs Terkel's book uh, Working. Some uh, office testimony there. 
Um, let's play one more. Uh, it was this week in 1939 that uh, Billie Holiday was taken to court for singing this song. A white customer stood up and protested and started badmouthing Billie Holiday. So she attacked him, threw a glass at him. Uh, the case went to court, but the victim refused to give his uh, address. Here's the song, Strange Fruit. We're still lynching. Holiday's uh, Strange Fruit. 
about the uh, lynching of blacks. At the time in 1939, lynching was still widespread. And uh, we have a kind of lynching going on. We have a lot of extrajudicial killings now, which uh, we had at that time as well. But it's still going on. The U.S. has not decided to be a multicultural country. This is the B. It's about time for me to sign off. Thank you for joining us today on Labor and Love, the show where we tell you how it is. We tell you that if one person gets a dollar they didn't work for, someone else worked for a dollar they didn't get. We tell you if you don't have a seat at the table, the negotiating table where you work, you're probably on the menu. Labor and Love Radio, where the labor meets the road. Never but never let anyone into your heart who is not a friend of labor. And when I say labor, I mean you. Call out to Vita, call out to Solina, Sylvia, the rest of the whole gang. Hope you have a good week and good work. This is the B. See you next week. at mutinyradio.fm it's a great place to listen to crazy things they drink drink around the corner somewhere else not here but are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts are ye on a raft without a pattern well gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutinyradio.fm From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk, 
MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Hey everybody, listen to the Weekly Review with Roman every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. This is an unapologetically anti-capitalist program. We interview community organizers, activists, and artists. We talk about ways you can take action right now. So listen in to the Weekly Review every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. brings you visual and auditory mind control. For the best graphic design, physical merchandise, and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.Evan. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere fun. $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. (laughs) Well, hello, boys and girls. You know what a password is. That's a secret word that soldiers would use to get past the sentry and up to the front. Well, here's a password that gets you up to the front in all the right places. It's cannabis energy. It seems the faster you go, the more cannabis energy you need. So if you want to win, you have to have lots of cannabis energy. And the swellest way I know to get it is just by using Green Army Skincare. Boy, they're just crammed full of cannabis energy. There are more cannabis energy units in one lip balm tube than you use circling the base 10 times or when you ride your bike four miles across the city. And it's fast acting. 
Why, no sooner that you apply some balm to your mouth or pain areas, you practically feel the new strength in your muscles. And what's more, Green Army Skincare is a good, wholesome product. They're made with body-nourishing cannabis and other natural ingredients. So go out there today and pick up some Green Army Skincare products from your local cannabis procurement center. Join thegreenarmy.com. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to invite you down to Bender's Barn Grill in the heart of the Mission District in San Francisco at 806 South Van Ness. Uh, we've got great food by our kitchen counter offer burgers, tater tots, tachos, corn dogs, all sorts of good stuff like that. They're open from opening until 11 p.m. most days of the week, except Saturday. Every Saturday night, we've got live rock and roll, some of the best local bands in San Francisco, and touring acts as well. Come on down, 10 p.m., rock and roll, only night of the week. We have a $5 cover charge, always 5 bucks for live rock and roll. We're open from 4 p.m. until 2 a.m., Monday through Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 2 to 2. Come on down, have some drinks with us. We've got Whiskey Wednesday, Tequila Tuesday, and we've always got the Steve McQueen special, a shot of bullet bourbon and a can of California lager for 8 bucks. Come down and enjoy our patio. It's open uh, in the afternoon, not really in the evening, but a lot of good folks hanging out back there. Come on down, give us a shout. Drop by the bar, make some friends. Thanks, folks. Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District, San Francisco, California. With a happy hour every Monday through Friday until 7 p.m. Don't miss it. Go to Bender's Bar. Big supporter of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2018. Flat black plastic. Ladies and gentlemen, coming to you from the grace and beauty that is Mutiny Radio. FM. Uh, the comedy festival is going on, so come down. Uh, here you go. Enjoy. <laughs> These are the sounds of the great Harpo Marks. Although Harpo never spoke a word in the movies, the audience always knew what he was thinking. Did you see a handkerchief? I thought I dropped one, but it really doesn't matter because what I'm really interested in is you. Did anyone ever tell you that you look like the Prince of Wales? That's funny. I thought it was an original idea of mine. Tell me, do you know who I am? Do you know my room number? Well, I'll be there at 11 o'clock tonight. Although he didn't use the spoken word, he did use sound and could express every emotion with it. Love. Hate. Anger. Chagrin. Even contempt. Here's the classic scene where the kindly policeman advises him to stay away from the wrong kind of people. And as he pumps Harpo's hand, silverware keeps falling from his other sleeve. You better come with me, young fellow. Don't take him away, officer. All right. I let him go this time. But I want to give you some advice. You're running around with the wrong kind of people. Now, why don't you go home? He's got no home. Go home for a few nights and stay home. <laughs> <laughs> 
Don't you know your poor old mother sits there? Sits there night after night after night, waiting to hear your steps on the stairs. And God knows stairs. And I can see a little light burning in the burning in the window. No, you can't. The gas company turned it off. Now what I'm telling you is for your own. And if you listen to me, you can't go wrong. This may go on for years. Now there's just one. I can't understand what's delaying that coffee pot. But of all the sounds of Harpo, there was one for which he was most famous. Mm -hmm. 